Welcome to the Libertarian Tex-Mex Podcast with your host, Caesar Aguirre. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, happy Monday. Hope, hopefully, uh, you'll be listening to this to get your week started off. We, I'm here in Houston, and uh, we are facing uh, what we would call a cold front. <laughs> you know, normally Houston, it's about high 80s, 90s, you know, if we're lucky. Uh, but we got a little bit of a cold front here. Temperature got, Temperatures are down to the 60s right now. Um, which took me for a surprise because, uh, literally when I walked out the door, um, it was, you know, it was like upper seventies. And then, uh, when I got, when I got to work, when I got to my office, um, it was already down in the sixties, no jacket, no nothing. I was like, Ooh, and it's windy and rain by the way. So we get a nice little, uh, cool breeze here for a little bit. Um, you know, usually in Houston, it doesn't last that long, but, uh, you know, you got to enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, so anyways, so um, there's that. I'm sure everybody's putting out their Ugg boots and pumpkin spice lattes and their turtlenecks and everything like that in Houston. Uh, you know, because we can't handle a cold. But you know what? That's Houston, baby. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're headed off to a good week. You know, this uh, past Friday... I posted the podcast on the first part of Bethel versus Cruz, and really, uh, I actually compared three people: uh, Bethel, Cruz, and Neil Dykeman uh, from the Libertarian Party. So, uh, you know, list, looked at their websites, got to see what they're about, and um, this one, this part two here, um, we're going to do something a little bit different. I looked at um was looking at some of their voting records looking at um kind of where their stances are and i thought really very specifically i was like you know what obviously we're kind of um very doing very broad general you know kind of point by point disagreements or agreements with ted cruz and bethel o'rourke um you know, why don't we have kind of like a litmus test, you know, something to compare it with. And obviously, as, as a libertarian, I think, you know, comparing them to the libertarian positions um, would make the most sense, right? To see how libertarian are they. Um, so I thought it would be good to kind of say, hey, you know, um, because, you know, because I got a lot, a lot of, got, I got a lot of controversy on <laughs> On you know this little podcast here, um, some fr- some some good friends and colleagues of mine were upset because um, because on the issues dot org rated uh, Beto O'Rourke as a left a libertarian leaning progressive, and then Ted Cruz as a hardcore conservative. So one of the statements I made, which I've been making on my Facebook page is that, you know, Beto O'Rourke is actually, in terms of closeness to being a libertarian, he's much closer to the libertarian position than he is, uh, than Ted Cruz is. You know, Ted Cruz has 
a much farther gap to go to reach out to the libertarians and independents and people in the middle, right? Um, and my opinion was like his his views on, especially on the social issues um, and a little bit on the foreign policy issues are so far right that it's really hard to reach the, the independents and the libertarians. And I, and I said before, it's going to it's gonna be very hard for him to convince, you know, people that are very dissatisfied with the Republican Party, very dissatisfied with conservatism, that um, that they're probably going to turn their backs on him, right? And there's something going on in Texas uh, that has been kind of a big news here that, you know, there's kind of two factions um, in the Republican Party. One, you know, kind of generally you could say is the religious right where... You know, it's religious groups. They want to focus on conservative religious values, kind of Judeo-Christian core, um, family first, you know, no abortion, um, you know, no same-sex marriage, um, you know, that type of kind of old school thinking. Um, They have kind of been in, in like a partnership with the Republicans who are more moderate, who are really more focused on business and kind of capitalism free enterprise they kind of went you know they kind of uh worked together um in the the 80s and 90s to kind of coalesce with each other and say hey you know what you know uh as long as you don't go too crazy on your uh social issues um and as long as you don't go crazy on your um you know on, on just you know unabashed capitalism will work together uh to defeat the democrats so to speak and it worked for a while, but now I think what's happening is I, there's a little bit of a, 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 a malaise here because, you know, the business-minded Republicans are essentially the, the money, right? They, they front, they fund uh, all these political ventures, and, um, and then the religious right was going a little bit too far, um, you know, trying to put their foot down on, on same-sex marriage um, uh, or marriage equality, um, you know, really kind of turning their backs on women's rights, um, um, criminal justice reform, kind of pretending it didn't happen. And so we have a lot of social issues that are going on that they are being kind of being, um, you know, opponents on. And it's causing the business-minded Republicans a lot of grief because now, you know, people are shopping based on, you know, companies, a company's you know, beliefs. And so when you see that, you know, a, a, a certain company is, you know, funding the Republican Party and, and t- Trump and Ted Cruz and all that stuff, uh, you know, a lot of consumers are boycotting, so to speak, um, these companies. So now you have this kind of power of consumer decisions um, and the business-minded Republicans are kind of saying, you're hurting our bottom line. So you, you, you guys, the religious right kind of needs to uh, soften up a little bit, or at least just leave it alone for for a bit, and uh, you know, let's be a little bit more sensitive to the consumers and this growing trend of you know, you know, Latino Americans, um, you know, women are you know over half the population, you know, these social groups. We need to obviously as a business, we need them to be our consumers. So it doesn't make sense for us to have these like super outlandish, you know, stances. So let's 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 de-emphasize them. But um, you know, yeah, I do have people in the in the alt right movement who are just super 
um, you know, anti-civil liberties, more, more or less. And uh, it's getting them in trouble. So now the you know the the business-minded Republicans are saying if you don't if you don't soften the if you don't kind of chill out on these issues, we're not going to give you money. We're we're not going to fund you. Um, and you can see that with the Koch brothers, right? Uh, Koch brothers were the huge uh, funders of the Republican Party uh, for the past couple decades. Um, but their emphasis is really interesting because their emphasis is on you know criminal justice reform. Um, you know, not affecting, you know, uh, African-American and Latinos because they are the most impacted by criminal justice reform and ended the drug war, which is kind of tied into that, right? So, um, so they, they are, they're working their own issues, I would say almost a little closer to libertarian issues. Um, and you can see the Republican Party go very right, you know, and we have that term all right, so... Uh, so anyways, so I, I said, you know, um, that Ted Cruz has a farther reach than Beto O'Rourke does. And a lot of people got in an uproar because I said that. Um, very specifically, you know, the, the easy target on that one is obviously his, his gun control laws um, and his, uh, you know, favor for universal health care, that type of thing. So there's those. But I think, you know, what I've been doing this research, um, you know, I think what we've been talking about with my wife as well is just like, you know, it's very easy to go like to be issue based with these candidates, but really you have to look at the whole picture. Um, and we know we had a great earnest discussion yesterday, you know, where my wife was saying, you know, honestly, you know, I'm leaning towards one candidate because they're friendlier to teachers um, and women. Um, and, um, but she's like, but then I know, you know, that's kind of one one track minded, and I need to, you know, read in or and, and learn a little bit about the more about these candidates. So we had a great discussion about, you know, um, you know, looking at the candidate as a whole, really looking through their policies and, and seeing how you agree, and then obviously be being a more of a numbers person. Um, I wanted to see how close, as a percentage. Um, the candidates are to the Libertarian Party because I, I associate more with the Libertarian Party and and not just Libertarian small L like the concept of Libertarianism. Obviously, that's a much bigger umbrella. But the Libertarian Party has a specific platform that's been around since the '70s. So I kind of use that as my litmus test. Like, okay, let's look at the Libertarian platform, the official platform, and let's see how close they are. So I ranked. I ranked them based on, I went into the Libertarian Party website and uh, they have their own issues that they're trying to focus on. So uh, I, I put those out there. Um, I gave, um, I looked into each candidate, what each of them says. And I did, kind of did a very, this is obviously my own way of doing it. Um, I'm sure we can fine tune it. But I kind of did a, a, there's a portion of, uh, and I did it by points by the way. Um, I did each topic was about 10 points worth and then obviously if you got all of them in line with the Libertarian Party you would have 100 points because it was 10 topics that Libertarian the Libertarian Party focuses on so um, so I had 10 points for each 10 issues um, and then I kind of did a black and white are they for this or are they against it um, in terms of the basic stance of the Libertarian Party and then if they're if they do support it let's say like 
they support capitalism or you know they support you know um, free market education or whatever then if they do believe in that then I'd give them a straight 10 points or I'd give them zero points if they don't believe in it right and then from there I have kind of like um, detractors and attractors so to speak so let's say like maybe they don't believe in the that general concept but maybe there's portions of it that do kind of jive with libertarianism or don't jive with libertarianism um, so if I kind of sit on the like list one issue you know the war on drugs um, do they you know do they do they support the war on drugs or do they want the war on drugs to end and if they flat out said I want the war on drugs to end that's a 10 that's a 10 point right but if they don't say they want the war on drugs to end and they haven't really said anything at all then it's kind of like a yes or no black and white situation right um, so you know we'll, we'll give them zero points overall but when I go into the attractors or detractors let's say they do have certain policies that do kind of blend in there they're just not necessarily straight up that topic you know so example using the end of you know the end uh, the war on drugs so let's say maybe one candidate does support uh, medical marijuana you know or uh, you know whatever it is like maybe some smaller details that don't necessarily say I want the war on drugs to end but kind of move us in that direction um, so maybe I'll give them you know a few points on that one or if it's on the opposite and they're totally against it then obviously I would say okay uh, you know they they said they were for this but then they did this so I'm gonna take some points off so I'm gonna go through it um, piece by piece but uh, I did spend a little bit of time on it and um, some some things might be surprising and some things not and very 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 specifically there's a curveball in here by the way um, and I'm gonna wait till the end to kind of see if you figure it out and hopefully you've been paying attention um, because I think there is a, a very good path here uh, for a lot of people that may be overall dissatisfied with their choices so uh, I'm gonna go through that um, luckily for me like I said I'm a I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy like dollars and cents type of thing so last week um, you know we did a bit more of a you know qualitative uh, maybe more editorial view um, about their stances just kind of read it off off the list um, seeing how that jives with the Libertarian Party positions um, and then you know kind of kind of be done with it get, kind of get a general feel for it what we're gonna do now is a good numerical based system so uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the <laughs> I'm gonna use the qualitative position. Uh, I'm sorry, quantitative position, uh, meaning I'm putting numbers to ideas, and let's see how how close they can get. So obviously, we can fine tune these. Um, you know, uh, as we go by, but I, I don't think it will be necessary. I think in terms of making a general judgment, I think for the most people, um, you know, everybody has a sense of maybe who they like and who they don't like. But I really want to make it a little bit more crisp for people, um, you know. Instead of making it so vague, um, just kind of brash opinions of somebody, instead of really diving into it and, and understanding the nuances of their stances, 
um, and then you know how do they you know qu quantitatively rate against something you know a goalpost and what that would be the Libertarian Party position so um, so yeah so we're gonna get started on this one so um, I'm doing it alphabetically but the first one is Beto O'Rourke um, and then next is Ted Cruz and then next is Neil Dykeman but what I want to start off first uh, because it's this is actually the same for for the candidates for all the candidates is the Libertarian Party position the official position for the Libertarian Party um, I'm gonna go over those ten positions and then we're gonna dive into each individual that uh, each individual uh, candidate and uh, tell you how they scored and then kind of give you my idea of why I'm scoring them that way so so okay so I went to the Libertarian Party website uh, all of this is out there check it out if you want to in fact check you know I would say anybody who is dissatisfied with um, you know the Democratic Party or the Republican Party or who's an independent and maybe just kind of looking for something else check out the Libertarian Party website check out their issues and their stances on things I think you know there it's very reasonable it's you know it's almost a position that fits everybody you know um, everybody who's on the left and everybody who's on the right you have an answer to you have a solution to an answer but it it, it it's all foundational on um, the concept of liberty right on the concept that everybody should have the right to make their own decisions and live the lives they want to as long as they don't hurt anybody right so I think these positions really fit that mold better and they let the individual decide those things that they need to do for themselves you know so um, we'll go in a little bit more detail after that but I want to go into the Libertarian Party p platforms, um, and I'm going to talk first about the the ten positions or the ten issues that the Libertarian Party has on their website, which for me means these are the ones that they want to focus on or people they want people to pay attention to. Right. So, the first one is taxes. The second one is economy. The third is civil liberties. Fourth is criminal justice. Fifth is education. Six is foreign policy. Seven is health care. Eight is gun ownership. Nine is the war on drugs. And ten is immigration. So those are the ten topics. I'm actually going to go and, uh, and tell you what those positions are specifically in detail to, from the Libertarian Party so you understand where the litmus test is for me. So first one is taxes, um, and again, this is all off the Libertarian Party webpage. Um, check it out if you want to. I'm, for the most part, paraphrasing here to kind of get it a little bit more succinct. Um, there they have much more detail, so I, I urge you to check the Libertarian Party page out anytime you want to, and, and obviously subscribe. They have great information that comes out, um, and I always feel like their stances are pretty reasonable. Um, so anyways, so the first one is taxes. Uh, the Libertarian Party is opposed to coercion of tax payment. Um, they would prefer a voluntary exchange to pay for taxes. Um, but in general, in the current context, they support reducing and eliminating taxes. So it's a fairly common, you know, common libertarian position. Um, you know, reduce or eliminate taxes. Um, and then obviously the overall arching theme 
is coercion, you know, basically forcing other people to do what you want them to do, whatever the issue is. Um, and that's something that's very common amongst the Democratic and Republican parties. They both believe in coercion. You know, they both fully believe in forcing other people to their values, um, and they just do it on different positions, right? So maybe uh, the libertarian, uh, I'm sorry, maybe the Republican Party uh, does coercion with uh, being pro-life or banning abortion um, or drugs, you know, banning drugs. Um, and then, you know, maybe foreign policy, um, you know, having wars and obviously going out in the name of freedom um, and then imposing their will on somebody uh, is obviously contradictory. Um, but, you know, essentially these things are forcing you to a position versus allowing you to make the decision on your own. And then obviously here when you have those things or even when you don't pay taxes, right, you have to pay taxes by force. Um, and any of these issues, if you do them, you go to jail, right? And you, you know, the police come, pick you up, take you by force, and you go to jail for not obeying these things. So, so much of the government policy, most of the policies we have today are on coercion. And uh, I think as libertarians in general, I think we all understand um, the kind of unethical approach to policies based on coercion. So, so anyways, that's the tax... Uh, stuff on the economy um, you know libertarian party believes in free market um, that the government is only involved to protect property rights to adjudicate disputes um, and to kind of give us a legal framework for volunteer exchange um, they do believe in removing unproductive regulation uh, they want to get the government out of the way of innovation and job creation so obviously we believe in, in laissez-faire uh, free markets and we want the markets to decide where they go and move um, you know uh, and using using the government more as a like a very base skeletal structure um, if there is a disagreement you know between a buyer and a seller um, then we can use the courts as an intermediary to say okay you know this wasn't right or or that you know you had a contract and you uh, you know, uh, reneged on the contract, so X Y Z is going to happen. So they're able to enforce those contracts, um, and it, obviously, if you have any disputes, they'd be able to help. Um, legal framework uh, for volunteer exchange, so understanding the kind of ins and outs of those agreements and contracts. I think that makes really good sense, you know. Um, and I think what's really interesting about the one thing they say is remove unproductive regulation. Um, and I think it's really important to emphasize that because I, th I think there's a lot of, you know, small L libertarians is what they like to call themselves. But, but, but you know, basically people who, who believe in the libertarian principles and philosophies but don't vote libertarian party. Uh, I think what they misunderstand about being a libertarian is they kind of often misconstrue it for an anarcho-capitalist, which is basically like, you know, there is no government. Um, there is nothing but you know but whatever people do you know it's kind of tribalism right um, and um, I think that's a big misnomer for libertarians is understanding that we do believe in government you know we do believe there's a, a role in government uh, and that they do they do there are certain regulations that do need to be put in place to kind of help balance out the economy and balance out the free market but it's at a very skeletal level 
um, like at a only necessary level. And I think really interesting that the, that the Libertarian Party has moved to the remove unproductive regulation. And I think it'd be really interesting to go through all these regulations and ask ourselves, is it helping us or is it, you know, killing production type of thing. So, so last thing is they're going to say is to get government out of the way of innovation and job creation. So uh, we definitely know that, um, you know, government has a terrible track record of picking winners and losers and obviously creating bubbles in the economy um, by pushing money and uh, funding and propping up, you know, uh, companies that probably wouldn't survive on their own um, in, in the free market. So they put them up there. Um, they pump a lot of federal tax dollars into these things, and then they're a bust. So I think um, it's very we have to be very careful about how we intervene into the economy because there's always consequences uh, to that. So, so that's the uh, position on the economy. On civil liberties, um, they believe in equal rights of all people um, all the time. Sorry, I was trying to read what I, what I put, but the rights of all people matter all the time. That's what it is. No exceptions. Protect freedom of religion, association, speech, press, and assembly. They want to reverse the militarization of law enforcement agencies. They want to reform asset forfeiture laws. They want to, they want to restore the Fourth Amendment rights against unreasonable search and seizures. They want to restore voting and gun rights for those convicted of nonviolent drug offenses. They want to fight against federal overreach and government spying programs. They want to restrict law enforcement use of general surveillance technologies. And they want to protect internet and freedom and privacy, internet freedom and privacy. So, you know, obviously, you know, for me, civil liberties was one of the prime reasons uh, why, I, why I was uh, very interested in the Libertarian Party. Um, and then I came to, luckily, thanks to a friend of mine named Troy, um, really helped me understand, you know, economics in terms of the libertarian perspective much better. Uh, but civil liberties was really my, my gateway into the libertarian party because all of these I completely agree with, you know, equal rights. You know, the government has the job to sustain that, that everybody has an equal right um, of freedom and liberty. And it's not specific to, you know, one religion or one color of skin or one gender or whatever it is, whatever, um, you know, whatever unique characteristics you have, um, everybody has an equal right to that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And uh, I think a lot of times Republicans and Democrats get themselves in trouble for that. Very specifically, the Republican Party, um, you know, often really likes to focus in on, you know, specific religions and uh, kind of ignore the issues that many um, social groups have like African Americans or women or something like this, right? They want to pretend these things are not happening. Um, and I think it's a really big, uh, sore, uh, you know, uh, in their eye that, um, they can't even admit that there's an issue and, you know, we want to find a free market, a free market approach to it. They're not even there. They want to pretend like it's not happening. So this to me, I, I think is super important. But obviously protecting the freedom of religion for people to practice whatever faith they want to. Freedom of association, you know, um, you know, being friends with who you want to or, uh, you know, it's crazy how libertarian, uh, it's crazy how Republicans and Democrats are just absolutely 
hate each other right now. Um, and uh, to me, I think that's just not right. You should be able to associate with anybody um, without any issues or repercussions. But whatever. Anyways, and then there's also speech, press, and assembly. So um, the ability to say um, what you want without um, infringement upon the government. Um, press, obviously, being able to release the news as they, that they want to. And obviously, assembly meeting together and, you know, not, you know, getting... <laughs> Get your butt beat but anyways um you know reversing military law enforcement the militarization of law enforcement this is definitely something that's escalating that we need to kind of de-escalate to kind of make you know communities more cohesive with their civil servants you know like you know law enforcement and fire department i mean people don't have this issue with fire department right there's no disconnection there so i think you know uh you know the law enforcement and the outreach to their communities, it needs to be a two race, a two way street. And I think for sure the way um, law enforcement is kind of gearing up, and this has a lot to do with the federal government selling off a lot of their military gear um, and selling it off to local law enforcement. It's like you know what, you know what, bro, we don't need it, right? We need people to help help out in the community um, and be more active, not you know pointing up, sending a tank. And there's somebody's neighborhood. So asset forfeiture, another big issue, um, you know, returning if returning your property um, once you're, you know, have been found not guilty. Obviously, it's common sense, but you know, there, we still have asset forfeiture laws that allow police officers to confiscate your property, your money, your whatever, and they don't ever have to give it back to you. So I think this is a really big eyesore as well. Restoring the Fourth Amendment um, against the unreasonable search and seizure. So this is about, um, you know, having the right, the government and law enforcement, um, you know, um, having that that subpoena or that paper um, from a court that says, okay, you have a reasonable, um, you have a reason, a proper reason to go and invade this person's property or, or whatnot. And that's something that's happened that's, you know, since the Patriot Act that we've been uh, under a major attack on um, since then. Um, and police have, and the federal government has been violating this, um, especially with privacy and, and taking and stealing our data. Uh, something very important to libertarians. So anyways, um, restoring voting and gun rights for those convicted of nonviolent drug offenders. Um, to me, this is kind of going to kind of go hand in hand with the drug war. So I won't say anything too much about it. Uh, federal overreach and government spying programs. This again, we're typing into this. You know, the government. Um, you know, it, it basically has carte blanche ability to steal people's metadata, and there's plenty of companies that are just bending over and giving it to them uh, without a fight. Um, you know, c companies like Sprint and Google who are just handing it over without any dis disagreement. Um, there are some companies like Apple who's fighting for some privacy here, but not many. Um, and I would say even Facebook is another one that's um, violating some privacy rights here. So anyways, getting back to that understanding that, you know, your data and your information is private. Um, and, you know, you're the only one who is able to willingly give it up. So anyways, protect Internet freedom and privacy. Same thing in there. Um, making sure... That there's that there's proper privacy 
um, and protection of your data when you're out there because we're so internet dependent and um, social media app dependent and it's very important that places like Twitter and Facebook and everything like that that they have good uh, data privacy laws and that if they are giving out their information that they give you the ability to say yes or no um, before they give your data to other people so anyways uh, the next one is crime and justice uh, criminal justice uh, the Libertarian Party believes criminal justice reform because the system is broke um, the label of quote-unquote crime should be limited to actions of force or fraud against another individual or group um, and the drug war that disproportionately punishes people of color reform prisons to rehabilitate offenders so i'm kind of short paraphrasing uh, a lot of the stuff that's on their webpage, but i think you know i think what we do uh really understand is that our criminal justice system is broken in terms of how sentencing how people get sentenced um the living situation that they have to live in in prison um the reform capability that that's in these prisons uh, the people that we're putting in prisons and the overpopulation issue that we're having all of this stems on the our criminal justice system that really needs to be fixed from end to end right um and i think here specifically you know very focusing on this um, idea that we're labeling certain crimes that aren't really crimes right like they, there's really no um there's no victim on some of these things um and you know maybe we should kind of parse it down to you know, um, you know, a crime is really only something where, you know, you put your force onto somebody else or you frauded, defrauded somebody, right? Um, you know, financial pyramid schemes um, or on the, on the forcing yourself on others, right? Uh, sexual assault, um, you know, violence, uh, domestic violence, um, all those things that we understand as society is wrong uh, but then we somehow lump all these other people that are in that are like, you know, they call it, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, smoking marijuana or, you know, do, you know, uh, doing drugs or something like that. Like people who have a totally separate issue, you know, and very specific to those are people have deal with issues of like perhaps addiction or rehabilitation. So they need to be moved in another direction. Um, and then even when they're in these positions, you know, we need to kind of have an exit plan. Otherwise, they're going to be in the system forever, which is going to be a drain on our, our tax dollars, right? So putting a good system in place to make sure that they don't come back, setting them up for job skills, you know, setting them up for an actual job when they come out or, you know, some type of halfway house or whatever, you know, this would ensure kind of the reduction of cost in the sense that, you know, people aren't going to come back. So anyways moving on to education um, education um, libertarian party believes in free market education where parents teachers and students not government should make their own choices on education education to fit the needs of each child and situation better to, it's better to assess the needs of a child than an agency far off in washington now this one has actually um you know um I have a little bit of um work experience or professional experience in this and one of the most interesting things i found with this is um you know there's a lot of choices that parents have that the school districts don't really tell you you know uh states you know i want to for now i'm going to call it state-sponsored education 
Um, you know, there's a lot of charter schools. There's a lot of magnet schools, which is an attempt to focus on certain things. Um, and there's a lot of schools for very specifically in special education that are more suited to deal with these special situations than the public education is. So um, I think I think the fact that you know public education is, has a bit of a monopoly in education uh, the last you know few decades um, is really a bad thing. You know I, I think you know people really do need choices. They need to understand their choices and not feel so limited. I think you know anybody who's had a child deal with uh, any mental health issues or any learning disabilities or special education or even on the opposite end of people who are just you know geniuses or maybe there's certain topics they want to focus on or they want to do career oriented career oriented education or like uh, college preparatory um, you know the public education can't provide those special services to people um, and the fact that you know public education is pretending these choices are bad for bad for students is is just a bold lie you know um, there's plenty of charter schools plenty of magnet schools plenty of private schools plenty of uh, you know religious schools that prepare their students for college um, prepare them for life much better than public education is so I think you know probably that's something we're gonna focus on in libertarian Tex-Mex is the choices of schooling that people have um, out there because I think um, there's more choices than you really think you have and uh, moving towards something like you know school choice um, voucher system stuff like that helps us move in that direction um, where people don't feel so locked in and very specifically you know um, you know uh, kids in minority groups um, such as african-american or um, Latino or, or especially in special education um, they benefit the most by having that ability for school choice and it's already been proven in, in New York in the, in the city of New York where they have charter schools um, for low-income neighborhoods and those kids that are going into into those charter schools are doing phenomenal um, they have a higher success rate of graduation um, they have the most people going into college um, you know, so I think it's such a positive thing. Uh, I think it's such a shame that I think as a society, we think we only have one choice for education. Um, and, and it's funny cause we always outcry monopolies and, you know, cell phones or, you know, internet provider or, or social media, we will decry that. But then when it comes to education, like the most important learning tool for our kids, it's like, we totally uh you know digress to okay let's let's go for this monolithic public education and hope for the best um and i think it's a it's a topic worth diving into um in another podcast so we'll we'll put a little more detail on that one okay so foreign policy um they want to seek a usa at peace with the world we rely too heavily on our military might of in foreign policy um nation building is failing war is justified only in defense U.S. foreign police uh, policy should focus more heavily on developing communications among people and find peaceful solutions, maintaining a ready military without fatigue of our troops. So, you know, I, I think this is kind of an old adage of uh, kind of classical li liberalism, which is the foundation of the Libertarian Party. But uh, this idea that we should be more diplomatic and trying to, uh, you know, strengthen the ties we have 
with people around the world, not creating war, not creating aggression. Um, the only people we should really be aggressing towards is in defense. You know, if somebody were to attack us um, in our, you know, in in our country, you know, or in our homeland, but to go out and create wars, to go out and start aggression with somebody and then invade, <laughs> invade them and set up a base there and then uh, go out and harass the locals. Um, I, I don't think, you know, we, we obviously don't like that. And I think, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes. Could you imagine if Russia put a base in Seattle or, you know, Mexico put a base in Texas? I mean, we would be up in arms. So this idea is kind of like, you know, uh, treat others as you want to be treated. And uh, I think that would go a long way. So we're going to dive into that because I think foreign policy is a really big issue for both Beto and Ted Cruz in terms of a negative for libertarians. But anyways, so healthcare on healthcare prices, uh, I'm sorry, on healthcare, healthcare prices would decrease and quality and availability of healthcare would increase if providers were freed from government meddling and control. Healthcare monopoly between government and handful of insurance companies. Government regulates opening new facilities. They slow development and access to new medicines, devices, and technology. Each person has the right to make their own medical decisions. So I think, again, ultimately it goes back to individuals making the, the best decisions for themselves. And then obviously if a provider um, wants to compete in the market for those services, they should be able to do so willingly, um, not you know the government holding our hands on, on, on doing that. So. There's a lot of good bullet points I won't go into there, but for sure, um, you know, if you look at the FDA um, or any government regulation on, on medicine or, or medical research, um, they go through a lot of, of, of um, hoops to get their products out into the market. Um, I know my mom um, luckily got her, her uh, medical uh, treatment just in time with an experimental treatment on cancer. Uh, but it's been kind of available for quite a while and they've been pushing hard to the FDA to allow, um, you know, humans to uh, human experimentation on seeing if the if it works. But, you know, I couldn't imagine how many people um, have have died before this was possible um, that the FBA, FDA was holding out on. So we'll, we'll go into that one a little bit more as well. Um, gun ownership. Um, every person has the right to arm themselves in self-defense. Banning guns would not curb violence or death. Gun bans would increase violent crimes. It is immoral for government to try to prevent someone from doing so. So, you know, gun ownership, I think as libertarians, we obviously believe every person has the right to defend themselves. Um, and I think there is a lot of credence in this idea that banning guns is not going to reduce crime in the way that we think. Um, you know, we look at other industrialized nations that have banned uh, guns um, or have strict gun policies and the violence simply shifted over you know to other things you know bats knives you know physical beatings that type of thing so crime um, is not disproportionate um, in the United States to compare to everybody else you know you know crime in general uh, overall, including the United States, has gone down quite significantly, but there's more connection and there's more correlation scientifically to um, to economics that that the you know there's a reduction in poverty globally 
that has a stronger link to the reduction in violence than it is on banning guns. So um, obviously, um, you know, there's some great research on gun violence, but a lot of it has to do with understanding who is at risk for more violent action in the future. Um, and this is very different from what we have right now in terms of background checks and gun limitations. So something we'll go into as well. Okay, war on drugs. End the drugs, end the drug war. It is ineffective, unfair, and immoral. War on drugs is ineffective and empowers dangerous gangs to make fortunes on the black market. War on drugs has imprisoned millions of nonviolent people responsible for militarization of police, pitted police against citizens. So yeah, this is kind of tapping into what we were saying before. Um, the war on drugs has really taken a toll um, on lots of people. Um, I think the really interesting point is that it's really created a divisive uh, position between law enforcement and um, and you know the communities that they serve because now you're having to you know correct their behavior of drugs and everything like that. So it, it's creating a big um, a big wedge, and I think it's something that they could actually fix. So, uh, anyways. So uh, there's that topic. Okay, the next one we're going to go to um, is immigration. This is the last one here. Immigrants should be welcome to the U.S. if someone is peaceful. People should be able to travel freely. Vast majority of immigrants are peaceful and highly productive. U.S. is a country of immigrants. Newcomers bring vitality to our society. A true free market required the free movement requires the free movement of people the libertarian party supports blocking entry i'm sorry liberty oh yeah the libertarian party supports blocking entry and deportation to those with a record of violence plans for violence or acts violently libertarians do not support classifying undocumented undocumented immigrants as criminals our current immigration system is embarrassment make legal channels fair reasonable and accessible So yeah, so I think this is a really important topic that's such a hot button topic right now. Um, you know, um, a lot of people talking about, you know, the dangers of immigration, um, which is kind of a big myth. I mean, illegal immigration is at the lowest point um, we've had in decades. So there's a little bit of fear mongering about, you know, immigrants taking over and um, you know, they're taking up our social services and all this other stuff, which is all a complete lie when you look at the, the large lion's share of, of social services. Um, and then if you look at, uh, you know, immigrants that come in, you know, they're um, people who are afraid to use social services because they are worried about being deported, but also people who work very hard. And I think those are the exact people we need. So there's a little bit of fear mongering on that one. Um, but I think immigration and the free movement of people is so contingent um, that it's so necessary for a free market that um, it's it goes hand in hand. Um, and any any you know social program, um, anything federal government related, is just dwarfed. You know, is secondary to that. Um, you know, it shouldn't be used to hang over people's heads like, well, we got this federal government program, so we can't let people in. That's kind of a, you know, kind of a socialism argument, you know, like, hey, we're our system 
is getting flooded with these people. So um, let's just not get anybody in. That that's a very like you know communist Russia, Berlin Wall type of stuff, and that's not our society. We are a capitalist, free market society. Um, so if anybody is going to take the the brunt of this, it's going to be federal government to say, okay, we have all these influx of people. Um, we have a problem here. We need to get rid of these programs um, and let these people in. And I think that's really what it is. But I think it's a really good point from the Libertarian Party to say that, you know, we can make an exception about, you know, violent, violent people. Um, you know, um, we don't want violent people here, but, you know, you're not hurting other people. You should be able to come in. So how do we do that? You know, we're, the only way you're going to do that is being able to register, uh, you know, immigrants who come in, you know, make them fill an application process, give them a temporary Social Security ID, um, let them con start contributing into, you know, our economy right away. And then we do the background check, you know, check their country, make sure they're not violent offenders, anything like that. And then uh, once that goes through, you're in, right? So making it this difficult is is not the way we're going to resolve these issues and definitely for sure making it seem like immigrants are bad people or they're the problem is not the way you're going to win votes so uh, we're going to definitely look at that one as well okay so we went through all the issues uh, took up a little bit of time on that one but we're going to go through fairly quick on this one um, with the candidates so so on taxes Beto's position um, he voted against tax relief during Harvey um, he voted other bills to provide aid to Texans so there's quite a few times that when he had the chance to kind of reduce tax pressure or tax burden on people he voted no um, he supports online sales tax he voted to raise estate tax he voted nay on death tax repeal act and opposes tax cuts for corporations and rich only when it doesn't benefit the middle class. So I think this one, compar comparatively to the Libertarian Party platform position, is a very clear uh, position that I looked at. You know, there's no point in time where he was actually allowing somebody uh, a tax relief, even if they were in a bad situation. Um, and then he's constantly adding new taxes to the ledger. So uh, obviously this is completely opposite to uh, the Libertarian Party position. So when I rated him on the overall stance, it was kind of a black or white, yes or no, 10 points or no points. And honestly, I gave him no points on this one because um, you know at every point I looked at, there was no tax relief. It was always adding taxes. Um, even when you know we had Hurricane Harvey, um, you know he basically said there's no tax relief for anybody, and his. His argument was that we didn't do this for um, other hurricane victims um, that were out there, a couple others, I'm trying to remember the name, it's Katrina and another one, but he said we didn't give him relief for them, so we shouldn't give relief for, for this one. So no relief for anybody on taxes, and then he wants to add new taxes, which is completely the opposite direction of where libertarians want to go to, which is reduce or get rid of. So zero points on that one, and uh, you know, Obviously, because he had zero points on this one, there was no subtractors or detractors. He just he just got no points at all on that one. So, anyways, okay. So moving into the economy, um, he voted no on prioritizing spending in case uh, debt limit was reached. 
He wants stronger antitrust laws and more regulations and supports federal stimulus spending. So again, on this one, in terms of the overall stance um, in the economy, you know, uh, the Libertarian Party believes in free market, um, in the free market. And here, you know, looking through um, Beto, I think my my conclusion for him was that he does believe in the Republican Democrat version of what a free market is, which is a market that has boundaries and regulations, um, not a completely controlled market, not a completely controlled economy, but um, definitely he believes in a regulated regulated capital, capitalism. So. I gave him a 10 on this one um, in terms of a yes or no. Does he believe in capitalism or not? Um, so I gave him a 10 on that one. But fear not because I gave him a detractor. I gave him minus three points um, because he's got a really odd focus on antitrust laws despite we're not really having a problem with monopolies right now. So I don't understand why he wants more regulation on that one. Um, he's very vague on regulations in general and, and whether not they're going to be effective or what he wants specifically so it's kind of like he's just throwing it out there like you know i'm going to just add regulations and it's like okay uh w what and why um so there's really no logical path on that one so uh, obviously i gave him uh, a detractor on points um and then the big one is um you know he's all for um stimulus spending so you know he's going to be pumping all this debt and, and funny money into the economy, creating an artificial a bubble that's gonna burst that we are kind of experiencing right now. So he's gonna be just fueling these really bad, you know, economic conditions. Um, and then obviously they're gonna blame, you know, the, the, the market, even though it was federal federally induced. So I gave him a minus three points on that one. So total of seven points on that one, zero points on taxes. The next one here is civil liberties. So he put all Americans must be treated equally under the law, supports Equality Act. He wants to re repeal the DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. Um, he co-sponsored legislation to curb NSA surveillance on U.S. citizens. He wrote a letter to Obama to limit the NSA power. He wrote another letter to Obama to declassify interrogation reports. He supports the NAACP. Um, he supports peaceful, peaceful protest anytime, anywhere. So when it comes to civil liberties, um, he's actually very much in line with the libertarian position of equality and equal rights, um, fair, equal distribution of the law, um, whether you're a woman, whether you're African-American, Latino, um, whether you're religious or non-religious, we need to apply the laws equally. And I think he's um, really in line with this one. So I gave him a 10, I gave him 10 points, no detractors on this one. Um, he didn't really he didn't really put a whole lot of focus on any type of regulation, so to speak, but he does want to make sure that the law is equally enforced and that we're not being um, unfair to certain people. So I put him right in line with the uh, Libertarian Party position on civil liberties. Crime and justice. Um, so for him, he wants to end the drug war. He supports criminal justice reform and believes that the criminal justice system has disproportionately affected um, African-American and Latinos. So I put him at 10 points on this one as well because we as libertarians uh, do understand that this system is broken and that it affects uh, African-American males and Latinos the most. 
and that we do need to curt we do need to you know remodel our um, prison system and make sure that we're not putting in people that shouldn't be there so 10 points on that one no deductions um, most of it was pretty pretty in line so okay going into education um, Bethel uh, believes um, he supports the increase in federal aid for low-income communities teachers and local education officials should have more autonomy when it comes to classroom standards and reduce the emphasis on arbitrary high-stakes testing um, he is very much opposed to uh, school choice so looking at that and looking at the libertarian position I honestly put him as a zero in education uh, because he doesn't believe in choice he doesn't believe in the, in the in the diversity of education um, so which is which is really too bad you know I think that's really going to help teachers the most especially with teachers who want to you know have specific topics they want to focus on you know something that they're passionate about not things that they have to teach but in terms of subtractors and detractors I gave them four points um, you know so because I did I do like the idea that he's supporting putting power back into local hands and empowering teachers um, and I think that's really ultimately at the end of the day where the the school education direction should be going is with the teachers and the local communities understanding the needs of their their community and where it needs to go um, but then also you see he also does not support school choice which hurts African Americans and Latinos who are in stranded school districts who are just not going to change and instead of giving them out and letting them go to another school district they're just making it they're you know the federal agencies and the state agencies are forcing them to stay there against their will and I think that's a very bad position it's re it really hurts um, African American and Latinos um, and then the other part on uh, education that I didn't mention is that he wants to do more federal funding for schools for college um, and which is going to completely just you know hyperinflate um, school prices um, and the cost of education so I think there's there's a misunderstanding of economics um, when it comes to the cost of education and how that's cost how those costs go up in, in relationship to federal loans um, and I think there needs to be a balance here um, a bit of a deflation on um, federal loans and help bring down the cost so okay the next one is foreign policy he voted nay on uh, FISA FISA amendment for reauthorization act he voted yes on Iranian sanctions he voted yes on North Korean sanctions he voted yes on sanctioning any US enemies and uh, and on the website he says he's um, all about congressional oversight on the military so in general principle a lot of the words on his website does say you know he's um, he supports the US foreign policy of peace um, versus war and he does want to end uh, several wars that are out there so I gave him a 10 on foreign policy compared to libertarian position I did give him some detractors though I deducted him three points um, because he is um, you know he, well, so overall he does prefer diplomacy over war however he still supports sanctions and aggressive actions against opponents and their right to self-determination so you know you look at countries 
that are out there that are simply doing what we do, um, building up their military strength in their regions. Um, they're kind of taking off of you know the cues of us, um, you know, and we're putting in all these sanctions, which we know sanctions are very ineffective and only hurt the citizens of that community. Um, so I gave him minus three points for being aggressive on his diplomacy. So healthcare, um, Beto supports single payer Medicare for all programs. He wants universal healthcare and he says healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. So compared to the libertarian position, which we opt for free market healthcare, I gave him a zero on this one. Um, he's a total, he's total support of single payer, which would raise cost astronomically. And he doesn't know, understand how transparency and choice in the medical community and the market would actually help reduce cost and increase access to stranded markets. So um, I think he's going in the opposite direction of where we need to go. You know, we need more transparency um, with the medical community and the insurance companies, understanding exactly what's the real cost of certain services. Um, and then we need people to compete outside of the insurance companies because they're really holding um, the power of, of the medical community and also the legislation saying, well, you gotta do this or you're gonna die or something's gonna happen, right? So we really need to kind of remove that monopolistic um, control insurance companies have and really get it a lot more closer to the doctor to patient relationship. So anyways, on gun ownership, um, he supports a ban on high capacity magazines and assault weapons and he supports funding research into gun violence. So in terms of do you believe in the right to self-defense, the right, the right to protect yourself? He does. So I gave him a 10 on that one, but I deducted him, I deducted him four points. Um, so he does support the basic right to carry, but he desires regulation around it. So it's very much, very much like what Republicans and Democrats generally do is they believe in this general concept, but they want kind of boundaries on it. Um, so he doesn't understand the source issue on gun violence um, and who is exactly at risk of creating more gun violence. I think there's plenty of research out there and I think he's just not looking. So he's kind of falling into the trap of um, the typical Democratic, Democrat and Republican argument. Uh, the next one is the war on drugs. Um, he wants to end the war on drugs. He wants to expunge records of drug-related non-violent criminals currently in the prison system. He supports legalization uh, and regulation, regula regulation of marijuana. And he got a B plus from the NORML PAC. Um, hopefully y'all will look into that, but I'm assuming it's like a pro-marijuana uh, PAC or something like that. So. Anyway, so he's a 10 on this one on the war on drugs. Uh, no detractors, really. I mean, he's right in line with the libertarian position. We just need to get rid of the war on drugs, get rid of nonviolent offenders from the, the prison system, and, you know, support legalization. It's, this is, you know, right out of libertarian books. books so. so he's, you know, he's right in line there. I think um, it's a reasonable position, and honestly, I think it would help us reduce the cost that a lot of you know, taxpayers are, are assuming in terms of cost of prisons, uh, but then also people who are suffering the most are nonviolent offenders. Um, they go into prison, they have a hard time, and then they end up reoffending or becoming violent offenders after that. So, 
it's a very bad cycle that we need to kind of get people out of. The last one here, immigration. He wants to end the militarization of immigration enforcement. He wants to pass the DREAM Act. Um, he wants to ensure fair opportunity and due process. He wants to improve the system to welcome immigrants and legalize current illegal immigrants in the US. So very much pro-immigration. Um, make it easier. Don't make it so harsh. Um, I think these are really good points. So I give him 10 points on that, very in line with the Libertarian Party position. Um, so, so we got that. So, so overall, zero points on taxes, seven points on economy, 10 points on civil liberties, 10 points on crime and justice, four points on education, seven points on foreign policy, zero on healthcare, six points on gun ownership, 10 points on the war on drugs, and 10 points on immigration. So the total came out to 76 out of 100, so you got a 76% um, in line with the Libertarian Party. So to me, when I looked at that, I said, okay, well that makes, you know, that's probably why um, on the issues.org rated him uh, as a Libertarian-leaning progressive, because there are certain views here that really do tap into the Libertarian Party, but then there's also other ones that are completely, you know, antithetical to the Libertarian Party positions. So um, I think for sure, um, you know, I, I can see why they they uh, labeled him that. So 76%. Now, I didn't tell you what my threshold is to be acceptable, but that's okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting till the end. So hold on with that. So this is my view. Again, this is my rating system. I could totally refine it. We could totally argue it all day, but this is really just a nice way for me to kind of put numbers to issues and, um, you know, see how close they get. So moving on to Ted Cruz. Okay, so um, Ted Cruz on taxes. Um, he wants to put tax returns on postcards. Um, he wants to eliminate payroll tax, death tax, business tax, and abolish the IRS. Um, he supports a flat tax, and he opposes tax increases. So um, I thought, for the most part, um, it's a pretty good position. Um, I gave him actually a 10 on that one. Overall stance, 10 points. So yeah, he's got a great record on taxes. Um, pretty much in line with how libertarians feel about reducing or eliminating taxes. So he did a pretty good job on that one. So kudos to uh, Ted Cruz for um, getting rid of taxes on that one. Okay, so the next one here, if I can find it. Boom, there we go. So on the economy, um, Ted Cruz wants to repeal Obamacare. He supports NASA. He wants to fund commercial space travel, audit the Fed, uh, state-led unemployment insurance, tax cuts, um, expand energy exploration. Uh, he fought budget increases, opposed internet sales tax, sponsor of audit the Fed, no bailout for banks. He wants to end quantitative easing, 
use debt limit for policy change, balance the budget amendment, limit federal spending growth to per capita inflation rates, support a constitutional BBA, uh, supports cut, cap, and balance pledge, and he's a pro-growth stance. So uh, I think ultimately when it comes to economics, Ted Cruz, again, is uh, very much in line um, with the libertarian position where we favor the free market over government. Um, he's definitely moving us in that direction, so I'll give him a 10 on that one. Um, the next one, civil liberties. So when it comes to civil liberties, he supported several bills on human right abuses, um, on civil rights abuses, um, free speech protection. He's a major supporter of religious liberty. Um, he doesn't want to empower lawsuits with more equal pay. SCOTUS um, Supreme Court gay rights ruling undermines the Constitution. He adopts affirmative action instead of uh, race-based to make affirmative action on merit. He wants to apply the 10th Amendment on same-sex marriage. Um, he prayed against court decision legalizing same-sex marriage. Um, he is quoted by saying liberals are obsessed with mandatory gay marriage in 50 states. States cannot ignore Supreme Court legalizing gay marriage. UN treaty and disabilities threatens U.S. sovereignty. He opposes pride parades and gay marriage. Uh, he disallowed the KKK from participating in Adopt a Highway. Uh, he voted no on reauthorizing the Violence Act Against Women Act. He supports defining traditional marriage, and he uh, he wants to supersede the federal definition. So, looking at this one, you know, this one was a pretty hard one that I had to think about in terms of my, my sp specific criterion. So I had to go, okay, does he believe in civil liberties in general? And, you know, he's definitely focused on religious liberty, and he has looked at human rights abuses. Um, so I said, okay, so generally, generally, he does believe in them. So I gave him a 10, but don't worry, y'all. In terms of his execution of civil liberties, I put him a negative 7. Um, and here's why. I, I put that he's terrible civil rights. He hasn't acknowledged the bias or disproportionate impact on African Americans and Latinos um, in terms of discrimination and racial profiling. Um, he t has totally attacked the LGBTQ community at every chance he gets. And he doesn't have anything um, on record that supports the advancement of women in society. Um, and he only supports relig uh, religion's right to free speech. No one else's. So when I looked at his record, I didn't really see him talk about African-American or uh, women empowerment or, you know, Latinos as immigrants, you know, empowering immigrants, that type of thing. The only group I've ever seen him push for freedom for is religion, um, religious groups, and very specifically not even religion groups in general. Um, it's very focused on Christian religion versus Muslims or anything like that. So um, he's very, very specific on who he protects their on their liberties for. So I give him a minus seven on that one. Um, Cruz, um, when it comes to crime and justice, Cruz does not acknowledge that there is a criminal justice issue with regards to African-American and Latinos. Um, or that there's an inherent bias in the sentencing, sentencing system. So he hasn't admitted anything that there's a problem either in the sentencing 
or uh, accusing um, people of crimes or the prison system or anything like that. He hasn't admitted to any of it. So for me, it assumes that he thinks everything's hunky-dory. So I gave him a zero on that one. Um, okay, so the next one is education. Um, he wants to abolish the U.S. Department of Education. Uh, he believes they have no authority to set curriculum. He advocates school vouchers. He wants more preschools and incentivize math and science teachers. He co-sponsored co uh, Real Education for Healthy Youth Act. Had grants... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. Hello. That was for Beto Cruz. I'm sorry, that was for Beto. The one for Ted Cruz is very simple. He wants to abolish the U.S. Department of Education, and he believes they have no authority to set curriculum. He advocates school vouchers um, and leave the power to the local um, school areas. So sorry for that misread uh, there, but he's definitely in line with the Libertar Libertarian Party in education. Um, you know, he wants the states to have that power, and he definitely believes in school choice, uh, which is a big thing for the Libertarians. So on that one, I gave him 10 points. Okay, um, foreign policy. So he wants to break di diplomatic ties with China. He wants neutrality. He says neutrality on Israel is, more, is a moral relativism. Fighting ISIS is more important than fighting Assad. U.S. should not engage in nation building in Afghanistan. Iran threatens U.S. He wants to help Cuban opposition, uh, not Castro's. He has sanctions against Putin. He had U.S. responsible for defending values abroad. U.S. should be the voice of freedom, but not interventionist. He wants a two-state solution. So looking through all this stuff, he's a bit of a mixed bag. And I think ultimately the U.S. foreign policy is of peace and non-interventionism. And when I look at that, in its pure sense, um, I gave Cruz a zero because I don't think he believes in peaceful solutions and non-intervention. But on the other side, uh, I'm sorry, I take the back. He doesn't believe he he's very aggressive um, with everyone, and I gave him points only because um, he admits that we shouldn't intervene militarily, but. His actions speak differently, and I think that's really ultimately what I was trying to get at on this one, was, uh, okay, he's not really, he says he's not a non-interventionist, but his actions kind of go against the other way, so. I think his foreign policy is bad, I give him a zero, it's not in line with the Libertarian Party, but he does believe in non-interventionism, which is a big thing, so I gave him four points as an attractor. Okay, next one is health care. He supports state-funded health care and opposes Obamacare. So um, I gave him 10 points as the general concept of free market health care, but I gave him two-point detractor for uh, still putting out there that state-funded health care is an acceptable solution. So I put that he shares common ideas with the market, that the market will provide choice but he still thinks state-funded health care will be okay if it's complete. Um, you know, the only way that it's going to work is if it competes with the free market and other uh, health fundings. Okay, we got three more. 
The next one is gun ownership. Okay. On gun ownership, he opposes background checks. He introduced legislation to fix the broken national background check system used for gun purchases. It's pretty much what I've what I've only found, but I think for the most part his ver his words are a defender of the Second Amendment, so he doesn't want any regulation on it, um, even the background check, even the background check. So when it comes to this general principle, I gave him a ten on that one. He's pretty much in line with the Libertarian Party on guns. Um, there is a you know a thin line of background checks which we can use as unproductive regulation or productive regulation to make sure the right people have um you know the not not the wrong people have uh, the violent people don't have you know um gun access so there's a little bit of a nuance there but for the most part he's a solid 10 no point no detractors okay on the war on drugs um he's quoted as saying he does not personally support legalization of drugs he would leave it up to the voters to decide at the state level and he wants to use states as case studies for what happens when legalized. He's got a grade C from normal NORML PAC pack. So in terms of does he believe um, the drug war needs to end, it doesn't really say that, so I gave him a zero on that one, but I gave him five points um, But because he understands that the states need to decide for themselves, and he wants to use the states as an experiment to see if it's, a, if it's good or not. So... It's kind of like, okay, he doesn't really believe the drug, the drug war should end, but he's giving it a little bit of chance. So general principle zero, but his execution is five, meaning like he's seeing how it works. So uh, that's not bad. Okay, the last one here is on immigration. Uh, there's a, kind of a list here, but he wants to bar refugees from terrorist-ridden regions. Uh, he wants children depart, deported with parents, uh, can come back if they're citizens. He opposes amnesty bills. He wants to build a wall instead of am, uh, instead of amnesty plan. He says illegals are an economic calamity for low wage Americans. Um, drug cartels fund. He wants to he wants the drug cartels to fund the construction of the wall. He wants to triple the size of border patrol. Um, he wants biometric entry and exit system. He wants to imprison reentry people who come in and back. Uh, he wants to protect Amer American workers and reduce amnesty. So, again, when it comes to immigration, where the Libertarian Party believes in um, free uh, or open immigration, um, he really ranks as a zero because um, he's super aggressive with immigrants. He doesn't support free market traffic flow, and he's very antithetical to the free travel and pursuit of happiness that is in our Constitution. So, I think it's also ironic that you know, he wants to use um, government funding and government spending to build all these things that we're going to have to do. And he's not going to be able to do that while he's cutting taxes. So, yeah, so looking at all the points here on taxes, I'm gonna give, I gave him a 10. On economy, I gave him a 10. Um, civil liberties, he got a 3. Um, crime and justice, 0. Education, he got a 10. Foreign policy, he got a four. Healthcare, he got an eight. Gun ownership, he got a ten. War on drugs, he got a five. And then immigration, he got a zero. So overall points, 60. 
so he's over 100, so he scored a 60% um, in terms of how he compares to the Libertarian Party position. So looking at that, I think, um, you know, this is really what a lot of people were kind of not outraged about, but I definitely got a, a lot of grief on social media about it because, uh, because I said, you know, um, that Beto O'Rourke was closer to a libertarian than Ted Cruz was. Now, uh, once I said that, and we got a, a lot of backlash, um, I was like, okay, let's put some numbers to it and just see how close they are. Um, and looking at it, um, you know, Beto O'Rourke is 76% in line with the Libertarian Party position. Ted Cruz is 60% in line with the Libertarian Party position. If you think about a passing grade, you know, in school, um, Ted Cruz would fail, right? It's just not enough, um, close enough position to understand the Libertarian Party position. Um, and then if you look at Beto O'Rourke, 76%, you know, like a C plus. So he barely passed. Um, you know, so he understands a little bit, like a raw form of it, but he doesn't understand it enough to be considered the Libertarian Party position or the middle or independent. So, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for voters. Um, they're going to have to, they're going to have to make a decision of, you know, what they want to focus on, what's going to be important. Um, and if they want to vote at all. So I think um, people are under, I think a lot of people, the majority of people who are independent, third-party libertarians, they're going to look at that and go, do I, do I vote for Ted Cruz and protect my Second Amendment rights and health care, you know, uh, eliminate Obamacare and all that stuff? Or do I go with Ted Cruz, who's protecting civil liberties and... Um, he's friendly to immigrants, all that other stuff. It's really terrible position for a lot of people. Um, and I really feel bad for the voter, but not really (laughs) because there's something else, by the way, everybody, there's somebody out there, a libertarian candidate named Neil Dykeman, who's running for Senator as well. And let me tell you something. I looked through his stuff and He's legit. So let me go through some of the positions he's got compared to the Libertarian Party position. So Neil Dykeman, he's running under the Libertarian Party um, in Texas. He's the third choice. He's actually on the ballot. It's only Beto, Cruz, and Dykeman that are on the ballot for Texas Senate. So when you go to vote, remember you've got three choices, by the way. So let me run down these, uh, these, uh, his, his positions from his website. On taxes, he wants to simplify the tax code, stop tax code behavior legislation, close special interest loopholes, and lower the tax rate. I mean, right in line there, lower taxes or eliminate them, he's a solid 10. On economy, he wants to pr- promote free trade, he did not government-sponsored free trade, Free trade is fair trade, so he wants to lower tariffs, and he wants the home advantage for workers, so he understands how the economy works. The more open it is, the more it's a two-way direction, um, and it's not heavy-handed government, the more, the stronger the economy is. Solid 10 on that one. Civil liberties, he wants to, he's, he's quoted as saying he wants to government, he wants to get the government out of your bed, 
He wants to end the drug war, and he's individually pro-choice, and he believes pro-choice is the position we should go to let other people decide for themselves what they want to do with their lives. So if you want to be pro-life, be pro-life in your own life, you know, and let other people choose for themselves as they see fit. Right in line with the Libertarian Party position, solid 10 on that one. On crime and justice, he just bold-faced, point-blank said, end the drug war. That's exactly what we need. It's going to be a cost reductor in terms of reducing the amount of law enforcement we need uh, to enforce the drug policies, reduction of uh, prison system, because there's not going to be as many people there. Um, and then I'll see it's going to be a boon to the economy because now you can sell it in the open market. It would probably get rid of the gangs that we have that are dealing drugs. And probably clean up drugs to make them, um, you know, um, better to use instead of adding junk to it to kind of dilute the effect. So I give him a solid 10 on that one. Education, um, he, wants to de he says he wants to decentralize education and wants to leave it at the local level. Um, that's exactly the position that libertarians want, so I gave him a solid 10 on that one. On foreign policy, he wants to support staying out of foreign wars, congressional oversight over military action, Congress has the right to declare war, not president. Support the alliances that stand for peace, prosperity, and human rights. So, again, being diplomatic, going out there representing peace, um, representing the ideals we have as Americans, and not going out there and fighting wars that we don't need to be in. Solid 10 on that one. Healthcare, um, he says he wants portable and direct consumer choice in both provider and insurance. He wants cost transparency. And he wants healthcare tax breaks just like corporate tax breaks that we have. Awesome position, again, reducing cost, um, giving transparency, giving that uh, connection between doctor and patient. Awesome position on healthcare. It's a solid 10. Gun ownership, um, he doesn't specifically talk about it on his website, um, but I'm assuming that because he's with the Libertarian Party, that he's in, right in line with it. So I gave him a 10 on that one. Okay, on the war on drugs, very point blank, like I said before, and the war on drugs. So that's a solid 10. And then the last one here on immigration, um, he supports legislation for clear pathway for immigration citizenship. He wants to limit uh, the public services that they have while they're here, while they're getting their status. Um, and he wants to promote economic and labor activity. So um, again, he's really supportive of uh, a clear pathway for immigration. He's not um, anti-immigrant gave him a solid 10 on that one so I mean it, this would make sense that the Libertarian Party candidate um, gets a solid 10 a 10 out of 10 100 percent on that one but what I wanted to leave off here is for people to realize that they do have an option they do have an out it's the third party you know it's something that we've always been pushing something that I've, I've always been pushing especially especially for people who are dissatisfied with Republicans and Democrats, you just think Republicans, you know, the alt-right is just so backwards in beliefs that you just don't want to associate with them. But then also you have the other side of super progressive people, and maybe they're taking things, some things too far, or they're, uh, you know, not making sense on the economy. So, you know, where's your middle ground? It's going to be the third party choice. It's going to be the Libertarian Party. Um, somebody who understands civil liberties, some, someone who understands equality of rights of, of everybody, um, who also understands ec economy, um, who wants to advance people and also advance the nation, 
um, in diplomacy and peace. You know, peace and prosperity uh, has been the words that we've been saying for quite a long time. So I think, you know, if you're looking out there and you're going, what choice do I have? You got a choice. If you're in the middle, if you're a moderate, if you're independent, libertarian minded, um, this is your chance, you know, go out there, vote for Neil Dykeman. Um, he is right down the line of everything that you're looking for. Um, if you go the other way, if you go Beto Cruz, or if you go Beto O'Rourke or Ted Cruz, you're sacrificing one value for the other. And I think all of us are tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. And I think we need to kind of put our foot down, so to speak, and say no more, you know? We are not going to participate in this left or right game. We're gonna vote for the third option. And let's be the disruptors. Let's be the disruptors for Ted Cruz. Let's be the disruptors for Beto O'Rourke. Let's let them know that what they're doing is not enough and that they have to earn your vote. So hashtag earn my vote. Don't forget that. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up now. Just want to say thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you got some information here. We're going to continue a little bit more um, on this path of Beto versus Cruz versus Dykeman. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. And I want to keep it going. And then there's the the, the governor race. Um, so we're going to start talking about that. Um, we got about a couple of weeks left before voting time. So we're going to start pumping out some other stuff. But thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. And um, we'll be here for next time.